0: Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist lay people dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today discusses not a thing about New Year's or Lent. Really, we just haven't been able to get together this year to do an episode, but here we are now. So I guess we'll discuss the state of our local, U.S., and worldwide United Methodist Church, and then what is occurring within the Church of Christ Universal in the world in the year of our Lord, 2022. Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled 2022 New Year's and Lenten Combo Episode. Guess what? We ain't talking about any of these subjects other than to wish you all a much belated Happy New Year. So my esteemed colleagues What are your concerns this year when it comes to your local United Methodist Church congregation, the denomination at large, and worldwide? But before we open this huge drum of pretentious prognostication, who's here? Corey. John's here. And Greg. So, John, the the man of the perpetual opinion. (laughs) What do you? What is the state of our local church that we all we're all members of the same church? So, what is our state of our local church here in 2022?
1: Well, actually, right now I I, I kind of feel in the beginning of this year we're we're still kind of in limbo, you know, because no one has uh, made a move to uh, to to do anything as far as the split goes and so forth. But uh, now, are you
0: talking about? Are members doing something, being proactive, or we're all kind of in limbo because of the general church that omni-nation. No,
1: I'm talking in general. Uh, okay, the, the UMC is, is still in limbo. As far as our particular church on there, you know, with the the new pandemic coming around, you know, we got the Omicron coming around. I've heard it's called Omnicorn. Omnicorn, whatever <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it is. What you it got it is. the omnicorn. I got the undercorn. okay. <clears throat> anyway, I'm, I'm both feet. And yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, you know, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm afraid we're we're going to still see lower uh, attendance. Um, I was there at the nine uh, o'clock service today. Um, and I was saddened to say that we were, we were less than 50 people, uh, for, for the 9am service on there, which, which to me is concerning, you know, uh, we had a lot of empty seats that could be filled. Uh, I still think once, once we, uh, get through this, this hype of what's, what's going on with the. Uh, the health scare. I I, I would like to see the church be a little more active in getting those people back in the church. Corey, what you got, buddy?
2: Locally, um, you know, attendance is a big thing that I've seen a lot in our local church lately, you know, and I understand that the pandemic has its own way of working around people. You know, there are certain people that, that don't feel very, Comfortable being out. I understand that. But, you know, there comes a point in time where y- you have to gather together as a church to be able to to grow and to serve Christ in the way that we should be as a, as a church.
0: Well, the church, um, by definition, is embodied. Right. It is not virtual. Right. You can't do church as it is meant to be dispersed right it has to be embodied at one space
2: at one time and i really think the church has to step out of its and i guess it's it's correct to say in this way their comfort zone zone now with this pandemic to get back to what it needs to be so people can come back to church if we're not doing anything as a church we're not going to attract
1: people well and, and that, that's just it right now I, I don't think we are doing anything extra no to to draw those uh, people in you know where we're not providing a a a, uh, a service or a mission or anything like that 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 would uh, draw draw the the newcomer to come in right you know and right now is the time to do that because you know if you look at statistics on there uh so many Americans right now are feeling alone and feeling left out. What an opportunity for the Methodist church to come in and say, Hey, why don't you come in and, and, and share, share uh, God with, uh, yeah. with, with us on there. And,
2: yeah, I mean, I get stuff in the mail every week and there's at least one thing in my mailbox each week that has to do with some denomination church something
1: we're on a different mailing I, list. Because, I get that uh, because I, all I get is you know credit apps and yeah. you know uh, whatever.
2: I get brochures. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. Well, Corey um, is
0: the target demographic. Yeah, well, okay. you know, old farts <laughs> like you, John, need
1: not apply. I'm still getting those AARP cards. So, uh, you know.
2: But the the fact of it is, is that you know, churches are putting themselves out there saying, "Hey." Here's this. We want you to be a part of us.
1: So so uh, I want to ask you a question. Is it is it because we're not spending our money wisely to uh, attract? I
2: wouldn't say that, no.
1: Are you going to go to any of those churches they send mailers to?
2: You know, I, I would be very, in, I, I'm very interested in to see what some of these churches are doing.
0: But physically, are you going to go to their church?
2: I might be- consider it. Really, just, just to see,
1: just to visit and just, see, just steal
0: visit ideas. And, and see, see they, yeah. they could bury me in mailers. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not the target demographic because as you age, being the elder statesman of this group, mm-hmm. you you are less, you are more resistant right. to change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I get that. Let me ask you another question Is male, actual male, The best way to reach target demographic 20 to 35.
1: No,
2: I wouldn't say 100%. See, that, see, I think,
0: I I think that is wasted effort. It costs money. Yeah. And it's like I said, what's the return on that investment? Is are you coming through the doors? Uh, No, uh, you might. But, but might doesn't mean no going to do it
1: no but you you, you got to ask yourself this you know what 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 is their what, what is their ROI for that investment you know if they get one one family to come in out of that initial you know mail is expensive it's very yeah, expensive it's know. the most expensive yes. so i mean if you get one family in you get one family a week you know in in 52 weeks you
0: but what are you inviting them to john are you inviting them see that's the thing this is this is the double trap that i think we're in i'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves but in our local church we're hamstrung right. because we we can't go forward we can't go backward because we're hamstrung by where we are denominationally because people have a a when you hear the word methodist right that when you're not one, when you're not on the inside, you're not part of the, the tribe, you have a certain image that comes right. to mind. Right. right. That is probably not appealing to people who are like us, who are evangelical, no. who love God. No. I mean, it's a very staid, safe, sterile denomination that is not growing. That is going backwards, and oh, by the way, they're going to have a church split this year. Who wants to line up for that? That's my point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're engaged in what's going on,
1: I get that. I, 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 I do, and, and and you know, it's like a double-edged sword. You, you got it be, is. You, it's it's you, a You, you got to be very careful of what you are offering mm-hmm. because we don't want to sway from the word on there uh, too many churches out there now do that you know it you know it's you know come feel good at you know xyz church on there you know god loves loves, love 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 but there's no truth involved with that we no. are the biggest proponents of that yeah I, love I, at I, all
0: I, costs I, regardless I, of whether whatever the bible says love conquers all and i love is we, a
1: big part of that we just got to be really careful that we don't fall into the traps that you know we we're We're becoming worldly, more woke, more, more, all those things right there. That have
2: nothing to do do with with the the gospel. That's
1: exactly right. It has no, it's all, it's all political.
2: Here's another
1: thing, John. What can we provide?
0: What are, what are the things, the two things that our local church can provide that
1: the secular world cannot? I don't know. Free coffee? What? I don't know. Uh, You can't get free. Well,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna open that up to you. What what does our local church provide that the secular world cannot? We can't out-entertain the secular world.
2: Right. I
0: agree with I don't that. care. You could have flying horses and dancing elephants Truth. every week. Truth You're is not one of them. Okay. Yeah. Truth, you have community.
2: Right.
1: Yeah.
0: You have what what people are going to therapists, people are committing suicide. People are Desperate That's for right. human interaction. That's right. That's something that our sterile, secular, segregated, not racially, but segregated society has given us in the era of and pandemic. And again,
1: I have said this through many podcasts, you know, it's a shame that the only time that you see anybody at our church is Sunday at uh, 9 o'clock, Sunday at 11 o'clock, and Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Other than that, it's a dark building. You know, but but the the
0: local church and and here's another thing you talk about declining numbers. Mm -hmm. You ever thought that that might be not necessarily a bad thing? Well, and here's where I'm going with that. Small is the new big. I would agree. Meaning that people don't want to be lost in a crowd in a Walmart. They don't want to be lost in a crowd of two thousand. They want somebody that invests—not getting in their business, but that that invests in their lives. Uh,
1: y- yes and no. I mean, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Y- y- yes or no. and no. And the only reason I, I say that is is uh, is you know we've got uh, some some churches, some those mega churches that are out there. Right. Uh, Greg Laurie's church, for instance, on there. We've mm-hmm. all heard of Greg Laurie. Love listening to him. Uh, and and you know. It may not be, oh, hi, Corey, how are you? How's, how's the kids? How's this on there? But what, what they can offer on there, you know, uh, as far as a, a bigger missionary footprint on there or uh, provide uh, uh, classes uh, uh, for particular issues. You know, if you've got depression or if you've got anxiety or if you've got drug abuse or alcohol abuse on there, but what are those? Those are all symptoms, John. What are those symptoms of? Uh, lack of lack of uh, Christianity, lack of God, L- lack, lack of, uh, of
0: somebody, a loving relationship within the bounds of Christian theology right. that people are created to desire. Right. I would agree with that, and that's something that a small, under two hundred. I mean, it worked. It has always worked. Mega churches are a post-World War II phenomenon. It didn't exist prior to World War II. You had small local neighborhood churches. That's where the faith has always been embedded, embodied, and and lived out because you live within a community. Not that you're against new people, but but, but. but I know you, John, I've got a relationship with you. Why? Because we attend the same church. We invest in each other's lives.
1: But, 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 you know, in, in, in our community on there, where we have several, several Methodist uh, churches throughout our, our, our area right there, district or district or, Ge- geographical location. On it's hard to take the Episcopalian out I of the I mean, way. <laughs> anyway, but uh, but you know, you know, we, we we can still have that mega feeling when when we all get together. Yes, us. the districts and the annual a, conference. We can scale common, up and scale down for a common common goal. Correct on there, but we don't even do that because our, our churches are they're our, pulling against yeah, each they're, other they're because
0: pulling. we got half. Yep. Or maybe not half a, a, a sizable minority wanting to stay true to Scripture, and you know, a,
1: some that say, "You know, hell's not real." There you, know, there you go. This is the verse, this uh.
0: is the presenting issue. Give right. anything to add, Corey?
2: Yeah, I'm. i want to ask a question. Hit
1: me. <clears throat> Hit us. So yeah.
2: small. smallest is key. Um. Smallest key. So if we if we have a small environment in our church. A a small congregation. How do we get? Because we know our congregation is very spread out with generations. Yes. No, so, I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree. So Not it's really. heavily
0: weighted for my generation. Yeah. It's,
2: it's, okay. Well, yeah. that that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yes. It's it's it's. More He's trying towards, to politely say
0: old farts. Yeah.
2: Basically. <laughs> hey. No offense I out there. Appreciate it, grandpa. Yeah. yeah. Thank right, you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your but my question is, if you've got that, and and you know, if we can be a a strong congregation, how do you get th- that that generation that doesn't have the th- as much of a push? How do you get them to have the desire to,
1: well, to be? Okay, so 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 hold on a second. Now here here's here's something that needs to happen. Okay, when you've got the the younger generation and you've got the older gener- generation, and you, and you you blend them together on there. You're, you, you you have got, you've got the energy of the youth. You've got the wisdom of the old that, mm-hmm. that work with each other. And that's what needs to happen yeah. in a church. And I would agree. But the question is, how do you get the younger in? Because we've already got the old and the wisdom there old. And, uh, you know, but y- 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 I have the answer, but go ahead oh, and finish y- your question. Well, I, I, I don't have the answer. I'm tiptoeing around that, uh, waiting for the answer to hit my brain and it's not, uh, not hitting there's me. a
0: certain pastor that I know and he asked, he had a meeting with 20 somethings and early 30 somethings and he asked questions about that. And number one <clears throat> and number two, he said the number one thing that people from 20 to 35 want that he met with is to get back the sense of community that's the number one thing Corey's demographic wants what can our church provide
1: a sense of a sense of of community yes I, i would agree with that okay we got that one
0: two promote church attendance okay the reason you go to church is to get that sense of community. Mm -hmm. Number two is biblical and cultural understanding and what is our purpose. We have the answer to why you are here. We have the answer to biblical versus cultural understanding. Why do we want community? Because, hello, God created in us the desire for relationship with him first and our fellow man second. We got that in spades. Right, right. Yeah. So we ought to be rather than inviting for, I mean, we, we ought to use that because it is desired. So what we have to do is we have a need and we need to sell the solution to that need. And that needs to be what we lead with. Right. Now, the question is, how does that manifest
1: itself? How do we put that out there? Now now that answer was given by uh millennials that are already believers and when we're in a society but not
0: necessarily church attenders right
1: well okay and and, and okay. may or may
0: not be believers they had grown up in that church right. but they may or may
1: not we have, have made a commitment we, to Christ we, we, we have a new generation that wasn't grown up in the church that whose parents did not see the need to to go to church on that. And that's why the percentage of quote Christians in the United States have fell between uh past the 50% we're in like 48% uh, uh percentile. And uh uh, you know, how do we how do we get the the non believers or the well, I don't really know the answer person. You know, I know there's a higher power, I just don't know which one. You know, because I come across that a lot on there. I really do get that a lot on there. And, and when I'm faced with that question, you know, I'll ask them, Says, you know, what, what, what is your belief structure on there? You know, you, you, you think there's a higher power. What do you think that high, higher power is or, or in, in your mind, what, what is it? And I think we do a, a poor job of, of uh, uh, attacking that problem because that is a problem on there that's that's you notice they're asking you
0: and they're not writing little notes and sticking them to the church door
1: right
0: because you are the church
1: well i i I agree i agree so and so the follow-up is
0: just like i got that young lady that lives down the road from me i got her to go because i invited her i am 40 years her senior
1: I, I absolutely try and to invite people every week on there.
0: That's the key. Once you, once they say, once they open up with a question like that,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: that's where you people will reveal that they are desirous of relationships.
1: So yeah, you know, I, I think that's going to be our biggest opportunity right there. Is 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 showing that importance of of community showing that importance of even though they need that under, uh even even though they uh they 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 uh, desire that on there I, I i i think uh and this sounds horrible but i think we need to to train ourselves how to better answer those questions you know have that Quote elevator speech. Right. When when we when we were asked those questions, you know, because what, what what better testimony that we have to to one another is to be able to sit there and say, well, God says this, and you know, God put us here for this reason, and so forth you know, to have those answers when those questions are are asked.
0: John, let me interject something. The the other two out of the top 10 were, uh, what, what interests them or what they desire to to learn about is relationships, marriage Mm -hmm. and relations with their children and how to balance personal life and practical application of scripture. Well, uh, dude, that's a huge
1: target. I was yeah. gonna say the 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 government's done a good job of taking church out of everything.
0: There's uh, there man, it, we've got a hungry population and we got the buffet of Jesus Christ. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: What are we waiting on? Corey, yeah. your thoughts. We've been talking, you need to talk.
2: Oh, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I mean the the the, the church today with young people and and trying to you know, connect with them in a way to attract them to the church and to attract them into wanting to grow in their faith. You know, it's it's hard when you can't do that in a certain place. Your place where, of employment. Let's yes, just say a place yes. of employment. When, when, when you're surrounded by the age range that need it the most and right. that can understand and connect. You know, there's tons of them sitting out there right now, and they're at arm's reach. Right. And when you can't get to them in that sense, it's 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 hard to it's hard to what am I trying to say? It's hard to get them to understand what they need when you can't give it to them. If that makes sense.
1: Well, that's uh, that's <clears> a, a, a good scenario on there, and you know, there's not a clear cut answer right. of when you can do it because you got to be careful. Oh yeah, 100%. you know, you, you don't want to drag someone. Right. Hey, come here, let me tell you about Jesus in there, and then right. the next thing you know, you know, you
2: you you have the you know your well, boss I've,
1: or school board on you. I've so. always
2: been I've always been told if the door gets open, if the door's open to you. Well, you well, know. that's it, and and I I think that. The, the
0: Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. Yeah. And if the Holy Spirit impresses upon you, the Holy Spirit never takes you. It takes you sometimes in a place of risk, but it yeah. never takes you in a place that's unsafe. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I know, and, and I think what has happened during this pandemic is the church has been whittled down to the core. Mm-hmm. The people that show up every week that's your core. That's the people that are, that have fallen in love with Jesus
2: yeah.
0: and, and are the true believers. Right. And I think that once we know who is on board for the long haul, I think once the decision, and we'll get to that in the next question, in the next segment, I, I think that will help us because prior to that, Everybody was, yeah, we're on board. We're in church. And then found out half of your people
1: yeah.
0: within 18 months just went, poof.
1: Yeah. So, flavor of the week. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of flavors. Yes. Um, you know, uh, are, are there different flavors of rivets or are there just. There are, you know, John, that's very, uh, very prescient
0: of you. <laughs> this is the vocabulary uh, podcast. Wow. As well. Yeah. It's very prescient of you because, yes, depending on what you're what forces you're trying to counteract, whether they're shear forces or tensile forces. Or crashing
1: forces. Well, you
0: don't crash because if you get the right fastener for the right force you're trying to
1: counteract,
0: then you don't have a problem. And the reason you don't have a problem is because you talk to or consult with Innovative tooling services.
1: I've heard of those guys.
0: Those hey. are those are great guys. They are they have fastening system installation tooling knowledge. They have application experience. They know the right tool for the right job. Not only what tool installs what fastener, but how to countersink, precision drill, all the different uh, structural things that you uh, would would like to do. They have all types of knowledge. They probably we're. I did a study, close to a hundred years. Of, uh, of fastener knowledge. You can contact them at 1-800-832-7009 or look them up on the worldwide web at InnovativeTooling.com and we'll be back. All right, we're back. So that
1: was a short break.
0: That was a very short break. Now, let's move from the local church to the denomination.
1: Boy, we love talking
0: about that. Yeah. Amber, Amber, some uh, interesting uh, topics there. So, Corey, what is the state, in your opinion, of the United Methodist Church nationally and worldwide in the year of our Lord, 2022?
2: I think we are some of the most confused bunches of people that are alive today. I've never, I've never witnessed a a group or a certain amount of individuals, whatever you want to say, that tries to withhold a decision because oh, of. Oh yeah. Of, yeah. Of everything I, I i i never i never thought that i would ever see something like that
1: they're afraid to pull the trigger yeah, yeah.
2: and and it's doing more damage to the local church than I, it is see, you know
1: I, I i think their concern about the local church is very minimal but let me give a little background
0: the only the general conference can speak for the United Methodist Church. So w- what we're talking about, if, if you're not a, a member of the Methodist Church, is the protocol for grace through separation. And yeah. that can only happen when we have a general conference. And the general conference has been delayed for two Years, no, so no. what we thought was going to happen in twenty twenty, yeah. so everybody's been in limbo for two years. So knowing that, and we can't do anything. It's kind of like you can't get along with your husband or your wife, but you can't move out of the house. Right. So it's a very tense situation. John, go ahead. And,
1: and and that's that's a great great uh description of this right here. You know, I uh, I I would love for this to come to an end in twenty twenty two. Uh, realistically uh, it may or may not happen on there. I hope, I hope a little
0: birdie told me that there is huge support across the theological spectrum for this to happen this year.
1: You you know, and
0: even if it doesn't, there is going to be a dividing. There is going to be a division in twenty twenty two. I think I, I can take that to the. Bank. I think there's
1: there's been enough time, enough uh, anguish to uh, to make that happen. I, I think there's enough people to sit there and say, enough's enough. And look
0: what happened to the largest church anguish. in the in the Alabama, the the West Florida Alabama yeah. Conference, yep. Fraser Memorial United Methodist Church. Yep started the dis- disaffiliation process they are moving to the free methodist church you blame them i don't blame them well it's and, and it's interesting the most theologically conservative congregations are amazing the largest congregations I imagine that imagine that yeah. it's Amazing. because they can't w- when you have a large church you can't live in limbo john no
1: i know that i, I...
0: You know, we can't live in. I mean, can you live every day of your life not knowing if you're going to have a job? You you can't. We can't live and build and plan when we don't know what's that's, going uh, to happen.
1: That's exactly right. You know, and and, it, and it's funny you say that because, you know, uh, I I sit on a couple of committees, on there, and you know, uh, John is a connected guy. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm connected. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know,
1: whatever. Anyways, uh, uh, the <laughs> you know there, the, there's repairs that need to be done, and people don't want to spend the money on the repairs because they don't know if they're going to have a church in five years, you know. And and I'm yield trust clause. And, and and I know we're not the only church that feels that way. On there, you know, I've talked to other members of other uh, United Methodist churches similar to ours, and and and. You know we hope and we pray that you know we're going to have the same church uh two years down the road but there's no guarantee
0: well that's one of the things that's just why the protocol needs to pass because it allows everybody regardless of their theological affiliation to take their churches, it will, it will, at, at, at one point, it will open up and nullify the trust clause. And for those non United Methodists, the trust clause, the, the United Methodist church owns every property in every annual mm-hmm. conference. And what will happen is if that protocol is passed, the trust clause goes away and individual churches can leave with their property, their bank accounts, all of their assets under one umbrella.
1: Right. Kind of similar to the Catholic Church on there or the Catholic film and everything. No. no, I mean you can't make you can't
0: make plans for the future. And Jesus says a house divided against itself cannot stand. Yeah. Well, it's and cool. and yeah, we yeah. see that not only in the the bleeding of members, mm-hmm. you know, we're losing people left and right. But also, I mean, it just that there is no theological direction. Right. It's soup to nuts, and if and if and if you believe everything, you don't believe anything.
1: You know, I I feel really blessed that our that our pastor has maintained that uh, yes. uh yes. theological direction uh, that uh, goes along with the Bible. Correct, and, and and kudos to him. I can't tell him. Tell you his name, but uh, he is very much appreciated on uh, there. Uh, I, I I can go into that church today, as a matter of fact, I did today, and and know that the the message and you know the Sunday schools that that, that we have are all going to be God centered. That's right. There. and and for that I'm very thankful. But you know, institutions
0: in the United Methodist Church is the second largest Protestant denomination in the United States. Institutions live to do what? preserve the institution and this is why they are hesitant reluctant to allow this general conference to happen but it's either going to happen with their blessing or it's going to happen without their blessing and everybody's going to be worse for it but something is going to happen this year
1: it needs to it needs to
2: there's already been and i know you all probably have seen this but there over the past two years the disaffiliations that have been approved and gone through. On here, I found something that says in 2020, there was at least 51 disaffiliations approved. And in 2021, there were at least 38 disaffiliations approved. And that is a representation of more than 31,000 United Methodist churches nationwide. Right. So there's already people saying this is getting ridiculous.
1: Nobody we're, can we're live done. in limbo.
2: We're done.
1: Yeah. No, no, and, no, no, no I, I want to throw a scenario out. If, <clears throat> if if your conference, your your collective group that you belong to agree that enough's enough and and you know we're we're gonna push through and do a uh, do a disaffiliation on there. Is that plausible for a conference to do that as opposed to just a singular church? No. The the annual conference does not have the the
0: status under the Book of Discipline like a like a local congregation. It cannot disaffiliate. It is part of the structure. Okay, it, it's it's one of the things that makes Methodist connectional. Okay, it's a connection of
1: churches. Well, wouldn't that be a great thing though to see that? Well, happen?
0: that's what the protocol does. You've swerved again into brilliance, John. Oh, I didn't mean to swerve. I, it it because the, the annual conference, when the protocol is passed because the the Methodist church is hierarchical. Mm-hmm. It goes from the general church or the, the general conference down to the annual conference. The annual conference has many districts. We're in one district. And what happens, it goes down to the annual conference. If the annual conference does nothing, it stays in the UMC or the former UMC. Right. If the annual conference votes 57%, that's the 20, 20% have to bring it up for a vote, and then the final vote is 57% if they want to disaffiliate. All the churches in that annual conference go that way without the local church having to do a thing. It's only if your local church disagrees with which way the annual conference goes, then you can have a vote okay, at the so, local church so level.
1: Okay, without, so without telling too much, where, where do you see our conference at?
0: our conference theologically mm-hmm. is
1: conservative
0: okay i would agree the problem is we have delegates to our annual conference and i don't know it's pretty close between the theologically liberal and the theologically conservative and those are the voting members now one thing that is good that they did when they passed the 2019 book of discipline reform uh, uh, updates is the protocol allows local pastors to have a vote okay. normally in a general con- in an annual conference you you have half of you have all of the the elders and a, and a, and the other laity members of the annual conference voting but locally licensed pastors do not have a vote on annual conference business. Only fully elders in 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 the the annual conference can vote. So that means all the and most of your locally licensed pastors, John, are theologically conservative. So that's the big ace mm-hmm. in the hole we got.
1: That's a good thing. So mm-hmm. so out of out of our district. Okay, we're, we're going to whittle it down mm-hmm. out of our district
0: the district does not have a say
1: well i, I i'm just i'm just asking this it goes from the church. annual
0: conference to the local church right
1: and and, and again I'm, I'm just asking to just to ask but in our district do we have a 60 40 split a 70 30 split uh 80-20? i don't know okay okay i do know that that because we do have some churches in our in well, our district that are very there's local. one big
0: one in a in a in a large city close to us. They're not in our district, but they are in our annual conference. So it goes from general church to annual conference to local church. So the district proportion or or percentages doesn't matter. It's the annual conference percentage and then the people in the local church. Okay. Okay so it's it's hierarchical but it's not crazy and i know we were getting into the weeds for a lot of you listeners here but uh it's so, informative though uh, what uh, what it, you, informative. you gotta know i mean we're you know mm-hmm. this is the official united methodist church in the weeds podcast
1: so uh, <laughs> there you go
0: now are there any disturbing trends are there any other th- now now let's talk about the united methodist church worldwide okay. outside the united states The United Methodist Church may be as or more theologically conservative than your average Southern Baptist congregation. Yes. Without a doubt. So it's going to be interesting of and then this is just supposition, but the United States United Methodist Church probably is going to be a 70, 30, or 80, 20 split. The majority being theologically liberal or left of center, and the smaller being conservative right of center, theologically. On the other hand, outside the United States, it's like 95%. Right. So when the split happens, it's going to be interesting because we are going to be a very, us United Methodist people in the United States are going to be a very distinct minority in a majority denomination outside the borders of the United States, mm-hmm. our leadership is going to be uh, led by bishops outside, primarily, of the United States. Mm-hmm. It's going to be completely different than what we have now, and it and and that's going to be a good thing, even though it sounds weird. You,
1: you, you know, what? it's going to be a good thing. I I I think it'll be a good thing. Number one. You can get this uh, political nonsense that's going on in the United States out of it. That's right. You know, I mean, this because what we, the, this the, lo- the crazy
0: stuff we do has zero bearing on, on outside of our I, borders. I, I, Absolutely, and I'm
1: I'm I'm looking forward to that. You know, this 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 idea of uh, this wokeness that uh, is uh, encroaching in the Methodist Church is is I mean, er, every other day, you know, you read an article, you know. I, I think we had a podcast about that. Uh, I think we did. You know, uh, and it's just, it's silly. It is just absolutely silly. I mean, if we are Christ minded, you know, we don't see color. We're colorblind anyway. We should be.
0: Interesting point, John. We are going to be even more people of European extraction are going to be a very, very, very distinct minority and a majority African. Yep. Latino, Latina, Mm -hmm. and Asian church. You talk about diversity, we're going to be diverse in spades.
1: And I'm okay with that.
0: I am absolutely okay. And and, and, And here's the thing, the more theologically leftward the church is, the more European, quote unquote,
2: non-diverse church it is.
0: There you go.
1: Yeah. How about them apples?
0: Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think it's absolutely kind of funny, to be honest with you. But you
0: know what? That represents the Church of Jesus Christ for all time. Because the Church of Jesus Christ is every nation, tongue, ethnicity. It's not just a bunch of well-educated academics that are spouting well,
1: theological you, gibberish. You know, we we, we got to get away from this uh, this uh, 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 nation of, of offended which which the United States has absolutely become the nation of offended you know you know the gospel of Christ is an offense to for, those, it, it says for, that for, in the Bible for for those that don't believe right that's right, right. but you know uh, you know because uh society society right now if you disagree with the masses on there they're gonna pull their their weight they're gonna pull leverage to to isolate you and remove you right. and, and case in point, And we just talked about this on the break or short break. It was, you know, like the Joe Rogan, you know, right. he said something that was, uh, was questionable on there. And then you've got people saying, wow, well, if you don't pull them off Spotify, we're going to take our music off on there. You know, here is the, the largest contributor to Spotify with, with 113 million downloads on yeah. there. And they're going to say, Uh, You know, you really shouldn't talk about vaccination. But at the end of
0: the day, if they expunge every Christian from every social media platform ever. And they will. We still have the witness of our lives, of our testimonies, of our fealty to the Lord Jesus Christ. They're
1: going to do that. They're going to practice censorship. They don't have Christian television. I
0: mean, now they do have Christian radio programs in Africa and Latin America. But Christian things like we have today, non-existent.
1: You know, I I, I was I was listening. Uh, what, one of the things that I listened to uh, is uh, is uh, conservative talk show on there, and and I was very surprised that a lot of them, a lot of not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, I can think of one in particular, Hugh Hewitt. He's a practicing Catholic on there, and he talks about God all the time on there. And I'm thinking to myself, that's fantastic. You know, I don't necessarily agree with you know the Catholics, but you know they, they, there's I, some I, theological differences yeah, we have, the, but there are some. But you know, there's eighty <laughs> percent agreement well, between Catholics and Protestants. Uh, that's exactly right. And, and but <laughs> so, I'm thrilled to death that 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 he has the gumption to to say those things on there, and more power to him for that. Well, let's let's expand our reach.
0: So what? How? What? How do you? Give me a a estimation how How do you rate the state of the Church of Jesus Christ worldwide? where Where is Christianity when you take it outside of the context of the United States? what do you say about that? what, what What's the well, state of the church outside the United States?
1: I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think uh, uh, and of course, I've not traveled uh, very much. Uh, especially outside of the United States, on there, but uh, in Europe, on there, uh, I think there is a a, a huge uh, liberal movement there that doesn't include uh, Christianity on there, and and uh, unfortunately, you've got you've got big major powers, you know, you know Russia and China that are that are uh, making news every day. They're not predominantly. Christian based. I would
0: disagree. There are probably more people, more Christians in the world alive right now that speak Mandarin, yeah, but than any mm-hmm. other religion. Do they in the
1: openly? World. Uh, no. Uh, okay.
0: But I'm talking about, but but what makes the church grow? Persecution.
1: Right. Well, there are huge are underground being churches. Right. On there. You know, you can go on Reddit and and listen to to uh, to. to all the fake well, John, stuff, like, yeah, come on.
0: Losing my life versus getting silenced on social media. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of difference there I,
1: persecution. I, 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 I understand that, but, but, you know, let, let's talk about the millions of people that are potential, uh, potential, uh, uh followers of Christ that, that are on social media that 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 all they're getting is uh the, the the negatives the the falsehoods the the uh the the misdirection this is why you social know? media is not our bible i understand that right. but but you know we talked earlier you know uh how do you get the young people in you don't do it through mail you know you do it through social media well social media is tying your hands social media is doing all that stuff then what's you, it back to you then, then it's face-to-face. One-on-one. Well, yeah. But how many people can, can you talk to in a day? Or how many people have you talked to today, with the exception of Corey and I?
0: It's on a weekend. It's on a Sunday. So my, my interaction outside of my church community is limited. However, day-to-day, when I openly read Christian books, Okay. That people see me on the airplane or wherever I'm at, and I see a lot of people in my business travels, a lot of places. A lot of people see me pray before dinner. Right. And if somebody was as crazy to ask me,
1: so, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna it, tell them. It's more action. This. It's more action. Is 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 more your billboard.
0: Yeah, I would say action. I mean, am I getting a bullhorn and and pulling a, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, or yeah, what's the yeah, famous guy yeah, God, yeah. you're gonna die <laughs> well yeah I'm not I'm not repent guy screaming at you with a bullhorn <laughs> no. but I'm also going if you if there's a, somebody that says what are you reading I'm going to be proactive and
1: tell him what I'm reading and why I'm reading nothing now, now, I think God gives us those opportunities on a daily basis to- right. To, to spread his word. It may not reach millions. Christianity is not scaled. It's multiplied. And right. there is a difference. No, I I agree with that. I agree with that. On uh, I, I, I think, uh, especially in the grassroots. It, it is not selling underarm deodorant. Right. Uh, I, I think in the grassroots, and that's where we're heading back to. That's right. The grassroots. That's exactly so right. I, we, we're going to have to go and knock on doors. We're going to have to go and and talk to the cashier at the local Walmart. We're going to have to to do all tell of, them
0: why we have the belief and the faith that we
1: have. You know, we we are given opportunities to to share that that uh, that grace, that uh, that that love, that uh, that agape that uh, Christ has given us. And and uh, either you do it or you don't on there, and that's your sin or not sin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So I mean, how are the Chinese doing it?
1: in secret (laughs) how are the
0: sub-saharan africans africans doing
1: it are are they on
0: facebook telling people no No, no. no. it's one-on-one
1: that's right
0: how has christianity always been spread by casual contact and and getting back circling it all the way back to community people have a desire to belong to a group of people who invest in their lives, and that's what Christianity provides.
1: Do you ever think, though, will we'll ever get to the the, the place where uh, where our community, our Christian community, will say, enough of this, enough of this crap on there. This is not who we are. This is this is uh, you know we're not we're not angry. We're not bigots. We're not racist. We're not this. We're not that. You know because you know and i know we're going to be called everything but uh in the book but, and the book thrown at us and, at the and, end. i mean and and it's going to come to a point where we're going to say and i think i think politically that pendulum has swung as far left as it's gonna because we're seeing society as a whole come back and say wait a minute wait a minute and i'll give you an example uh when oprah had that uh that issue at her house and her friend was was murdered at her house on there and and she come out and said well we got to do something about this crime and then the police chief says well now you say something when it hits your door but what about all the hundreds and thousands of uh, middle class or or any class that's been dealing with it for the last two years on there so you know i think that pendulum of societal uh wokeness has far swung as left as it's going to now we're going to be swinging back. Now, how far right is it going to swing? I don't know. Nobody knows. But I think society as a whole is tired of being called racist. I think we're tired of, of uh, having the government say, you can't go to church. I think the people are tired that the, the government says uh, you need to be vaccinated, that you need a mask, you need, a, you know, enough's enough on there. And it's going to come to a point where they're going to say, government's going to say to us. You can't, you can't pray. You can't meet together as a church. you know, in New York city during that pandemic on there, you know, they had, they had limited the synagogues to, I think it was six or eight people were allowed right. to pray at one time. You know, then and, the church goes underground. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. That's, that's what's going to happen. That's crazy.
1: You know? That's crazy. And, and I'm sorry. I, no, I, I'm gun, just, gun, I, gun but getting back get it,
0: getting back to, What's going on in China? The the Chinese are trying to squash water with their open-fingered hand. And when they do it, it just spreads all, even more so. And that's how the, the, we have the best news ever delivered to man. And I know this has been an in the weeds podcast, but there's the, the, Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Now we're going to have to think on our feet and we're going to have to use the minds that God gave us but we are beaten but not destroyed we're shaken but not stirred and we are committed to the very end because we're just exiles in a different country
1: our home is is
0: awaiting us so that's the big picture that we've got to keep our focus on, and and if we win one, or one hundred, or ten, that's multiplication, yep. and that's what success looks like, and that's why I'm saying, small is the new big. We need to get down, and we need to focus. Any final thoughts for we right? You up? know,
2: God, Jesus, God tells, he, they're the same person. He, yeah, by the way. you know, he in 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 the Word. Isn't he a pastor? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm giving him a hard time folks i'm just
2: <clears throat> the word says one one thing in well it says multiple things and it repeats a lot in second chronicles and second chronicles twenty twelve. we do not know what to do but our eyes are on you do not fear be dismayed at this great multitude for the battle is not yours but god's that's right do not fear, be dismayed tomorrow. Go out against them and the Lord will be with you. I think too often we steer away from, from the truth of the word, which causes us to have, to not have the ability to do what we're supposed to do as Christians in the world, because we get distracted and because we, we tend to, to, uh, obtain everything that the world gives us. Right. I do believe 100% that there are groups of people outside of the United States that are hard dev- devoured Christians. Yep. There's people in India, there's people all over the all over the, the the world outside of the United States who are very committed Christians and they are getting very they're weird. they are and that's what that's what's coming down into into today's society
0: i heard persons say that christendom has died but the kingdom of christ is on the move and there's a big difference yeah the united methodist church when it was a big part of the united states society that's a false picture of the Mm -hmm. kingdom of jesus Mm -hmm. christ it's more of united states plus united methodism we have one king and he ain't in Washington, D.C. Yeah, uh, nope. No. no, <laughs> Very good. Well, yeah. as we end this podcast, you can find this episode and other Across the World podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please, Take time to give us a five-star rating. Five stars. Five stars. If you have any questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments to IHateJohn at (laughs) gmail.com or look up Across the Rail Podcast on the Twitters by our handle at Across underscore Rail and on Facebook at Across the Rail Podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback or questions. Thank you so much for listening. And I got the red light on my record, so I'm going to quickly end this in prayer. Father God, we love you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the listeners out there. Thank you for my friends here around the table, Lord. We seek to honor you and to move forth in your kingdom. It is your kingdom. It is your honor. and It is your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. amen.